Hey everybody, welcome to the Proven Progress Podcast. I thought I would come on today and uh, share with you a little bit of a talk on positive thinking, or rather negative thinking. Um, because you know what, I think the thing that we come across the most when, when we're struggling, or even when we know someone who's struggling, if they're, if they're anxious, if they're depressed, the, the first go to this easy solution is just like, think more positive, you know, think positive. Oh, don't beat yourself up. Don't think like that. Think like this. Don't tell yourself you suck. Tell yourself you're amazing. And really those words come across as very empty and not very effective. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I think that they are really convoluted with mindset and having a positive mindset, having an achiever's mindset, um, a get or done mindset, all of these different things, um, they kind of get all diluted down. And the the kind of tip in there and the, the advice in there is just so empty that people don't take it and, and run with it in the right direction. And therefore it doesn't work and they completely give up on it. So I want to go down the rabbit hole of negative thinking today, actually, because negative thinking is very powerful. To be, to be honest with you, they they have done a study that negative thinking is actually four to seven times more powerful than positive thinking. And I'll explain to you what I mean. So, you know, also identity is is very important in shaping what we do. Okay. So if it is a part of my identity to, you know, go to college, like we were a family that like, we were going to go to college. We were told that from a very young age and it was a a mandatory thing, a go-to thing. And so when I was in grade 12, we, we have to take this thing called the ASVAB test. And um, because I grew up in the States. And so if you, if you haven't heard of the ASVAB test, it's, it's essentially like a uh, military um, aptitude test that kind of it. I don't I don't really understand it fully. It's very different than an SAT because I know that I did horrible on my SATs and my ACTs, but for some reason or another, I did phenomenally well on what they call the ASVAB test. And since I did phenomenally well on this test that I actually felt like I bombed, um, (laughs) which obviously it was testing different things. And at the end of the day, I was getting a lot of phone calls from military recruiters. Like all these people were calling my house and wanting me to join the Navy and the Air Force and the Marines and all these things and, and offering me quite large sums of money to sign to go and join the military. And so, you know, I'm in grade 12, I'm 17, and I'm kind of like looking at the cost of college tuition. And then I'm looking at how much the military is willing to pay me to, to basically just like go play. Because, because to me, that's what play was like boot camp for me would have been play. That would have been fun. Um, it would have been challenging. It would have been awesome. Whatever they would have had me doing it, it. I I'm associating it to fun. Um, but it was also a big part of my identity to play college basketball. And I was supposed to go to college and I was going to play college basketball. And since that was my identity and my path, that's the road that I chose. Um, I chose to go to college and, and play college basketball because that had been, you know, my dream, my idea, my identity since a very young age. And so when we're when we're faced with things like this, like like if it is part of your identity to be in great shape, it is very unlikely that you will ever allow yourself to go on a path that you become unhealthy. Now, that being said, it is very easy to let your identity slip away. And it's very easy to start, you know, 
slowly gaining weight. And then, you know, you kind of telling yourself, okay, I'm getting older. And so, you know, maybe my new identity is, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little bit, you know, more overweight at 30 and 40 and, and whatever. And you kind of, your identity shifts over time and goes downhill. Okay. So, so when you have an unwanted identity, okay. And this is where the power of positive thinking and identity clash together. Okay. I'm sorry. I do realize I'm going all over the map. Um, but honestly, that's why I'm recording this podcast because I'm giving a talk on this tomorrow and this is really great practice. So I figured I would share it with you here for free. (laughs) Okay. So we're, we're, we've got this identity and you can have a positive identity. Like I'm in somebody who's in good shape. It will be four to seven times more motivating if you have an unwanted identity of being overweight. Okay. So if you have an unwanted identity, like let's say in your house, for example, your parents, your peers, people were constantly like shaming people who are overweight, constantly poking fun at them, um, making crude jokes, you know, belittling them, make like just and behind their back in front of their face, it doesn't matter. But people you respected and looked up to did not approve of someone who was overweight. You would develop, if you loved and respected these people, you would develop an unwanted identity of being overweight. There's lots of unwanted identities. I have an unwanted identity of being helpless. Like that was the thing. That was like the shaming thing in my family was like, if you can't help yourself, you're helpless. Like if you cannot contribute, you're helpless, you're useless. And that's a huge unwanted identity of mine. And so therefore I go out into the world and I always overdo it. Like I always over contribute. I'm always over hustling. It produces a lot of stress and anxiety in my life, but that is why I do it. Um, And so in that, in that example of, of weight loss, if you have the unwanted identity of not wanting to be overweight, you will hit this certain point where you will just say, absolutely not. No, I am not going down this path because I have an unwanted identity of I will not be that way. I, like for me, I will not be useless. For some others, I will not be overweight. I will not be stupid. I will not be, you know, fill in the blank for you. And whatever your unwanted identity is, I do, I do not want to be poor. That's like, you look at lots of people who have wealth, a lot of people who have wealth, they just straight up have an unwanted identity of being poor, of, of not having resources, of not having power, of not having status. That is an unwanted identity of theirs. And they're running, their actions are in direct correlation of running away from an unwanted identity. And, and to be honest, that I believe that that's what's under the hood for most human behavior. And so because of that, our negative thoughts, our negative thoughts about what we don't want to be are four to seven times more powerful than the thoughts of what we do want to be, right? We, we all do want to be in great shape. We all do want to exercise every day. We all do want to have a lot of money, but the people who can take that to the extreme and be in phenomenal shape and have phenomenal amounts of money, they have an unwanted identity of being average. They have an unwanted identity of, of um, not having those things. And so I want to put this into context of thinking positive and being positive because Sometimes, 
being positive is not enough. And we all have negative thoughts. Like I am, I am a very positive person. You know, if you spent any amount of time with me, like, dear God, I'm a coach. So clearly, <laughs> clearly, you know, I, I can think positive and, and see potential in many things and, and, and choose to look on the bright side of things. That's definitely my outlook, my scope on life. But I have negative thoughts. I have doubts. I have doubts about myself. I have doubts about others. I have doubts about government. I have doubts about like everything in the world. I have negative thoughts and doubts about everyone does we have four to seven times more negative thoughts in our brain than we have positive thoughts so what's the difference between somebody who's positive and negative it's what weight and what merit we give those thoughts and ultimately it is what comes flying out of our mouth you would not know about me that i think negative four to seven times more than I think positive. You wouldn't know that about me because I do not say it. <laughs> you know, my grandma Thompson, it was actually like in her eulogy, like as she had like lines that she said all the time. And one of those was, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say nothing at all. That was like burned into her children's minds so much. There, there was actually, um, three quotes that that were in in her um in her eulogy and in her obituary which she clearly burned into all 11 of her children's mind um one of them was it can always be worse that sounds like a positive mindset is it can always be worse like like you've got it pretty good right um the next one was if you do not have something nice to say do not say nothing at all. And the third one being, if you're going to fight, fight outside. <laughs> she had eight boys. So, you know, I don't think that that, I think that that other one was just um, for her own sanity. But the thing is, is that the power that you give your thoughts comes out in words and spoken word. The spoken word is 10 times more powerful than a thought. So whatever you say is 10 times more powerful than what you think. So it does not matter what you think, it matters what you say out loud. It matters what you say out loud to others in conversation. It, like If you're like me, you talk to yourself in the car. <laughs> um, you talk to complete random strangers on podcasts. Like I like to talk and everything that you say, everything that I say, that is 10 times more powerful than any thought you have in your mind right now. Um, it is the reason why if you share your goal with someone, if you tell someone your goal, you are far more likely to achieve that goal than if you didn't. It shows what is important and what is not. We have so many thoughts flying around in our mind. We have to give merit to the ones we want. And so let's say, for example, okay, we've got um, a spoken sentence. That's 10 times more powerful than a thought. And now that sentence is negative, okay? It packs the power of 40 to 70 times more powerful than one positive thought you have in your mind. Okay. And I want you to just sit with that and think about that for a second. M mathematically, if I am thinking one positive thought and I am thinking one negative thought, my negative thought is more powerful by four to seven times. So if I'm using thinking alone, 
I am going to have to produce and I'm going to have to intentionally produce because my mind's not going to do it automatically. I'm going to have to be intentional about producing four more or seven more positive thoughts to combat that one negative thought. Okay. So I'm going to have to spend intentional time because my mind's not going to do it on its own in order to combat that thought. Now, let's say, for example, I decided to speak that negative thought out loud. So now I am multiplying that four to seven. I'm multiplying that by 10. So if I have one positive thought and one negative thought, and I choose to speak the negative thought out loud, I have just given that thought, 70, that, that notion, that context, that sentence, I have given it 70 times more power than that one positive thought that I did not say. Okay. So what I'm trying to get at here is just watch your mouth. Okay. Don't talk negative. You can think negative all you want. But if you want to change your life, if you want to change your perspective, if you want to change your circumstances, don't talk negative. Don't talk negative about other people. Don't talk negative about yourself. Don't talk negative about the government. Don't talk negative about your friends, your family, the traffic. Just don't talk negative. And if you could live by, oh my gosh, if you could live by Grandma Thompson's two golden rules, Number one, it can always be worse. Therefore, just be grateful for what you have because it could always be worse. Bless her soul. She lived through the Great Depression and World War II. I do believe that she fully understands how it could be worse. And golden rule number two, if you don't have something nice to say, do not say nothing at all. And um, man, she lived by those. Like she lived by those um, to the ends of the earth. And yeah, I just, um, I, I've, I've never actually heard a negative thing come out of her mouth. And, and clearly um, my mother <laughs> was a product of that and I became a product of that as well. Um, and so I, I want to leave you guys with that. I want to leave you with those thoughts um, and maybe how they can shift into mindset and they can play a big piece and a big part of your overall perception on life because it really does matter. So for this week, you guys, watch your mouth, keep making progress.